You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Tonight, I want to talk to you guys about the topic, exceeding expectations. You see, every one of us inside of us knows that we want to be significant. I don't care how low you think of yourself, everyone wants a little piece of significance in their life. We wanna be a little bit, play a little impact in people's lives around us. You tell a child, hey, you are such a big help, you're such a great helper. They're gonna feel like they're on top of the world. They're gonna feel like, oh yes, I'm, I'm great. Thank you, mom, thank you, dad. I'm, I'm the best. <laughs> you tell a child that they feel they have the desire to be a superhero. Everyone wants to be a superhero as a child. And the reason why is because they want to be significant. They want to be part of something great. They want to be part of something grand in their life. But see, as we get older, we start questioning ourselves. We always begin to wonder, can I actually make a difference in this world? Do I actually really matter? Am I actually important? I want to have greatness. I want to live out greatness. But we hear it all the time, but we wonder, how can I deliver greatness? How can I actually be great? How can I actually do anything for anyone? It's just little old me. It's just, you know, I, I just, the word just, I just have this. I don't know if this is enough. The feeling of, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm smart enough, wealthy enough. I don't know if I'm talented enough. You know, not me, but... I don't know if I'm good looking enough, right? You know, you wonder, am I enough? That words of are, am I, am I enough? Am I enough to do anything good? Am I enough to exceed expectations of other people? Well, tonight I want to talk about exceeding expectations in your life. And just in general, this aspect of your little that you have, because you have something, you have something, you know, I was talking to someone online, actually before service here, if you did, just for you guys who don't know, we have probably, oh my gosh, 150, 200 people who watch us online. Um, and the comments are very, are cool because some of them are, are great. Some of them are not so great, right? Hello, thank you to social media, but they're watching. And you know, I was talking to someone out over in, uh, oh my gosh, Wisconsin earlier today. I was like, hey, where are you tuning in from? He said, I don't know if I'm good enough to watch your YouTube channel. Can I have your permission to watch? It's like, you know, I, I heard about it from Angela. Can I watch it? I was like, yes, you can watch it. And he's like, everyone can watch it. Why, why? I just want, I'm just not sure if I'm good enough. And I was like, well, this is what I'm preaching about. Praise the Lord. Come on in. Well, actually, this is a week later. So if you're watching right now, hello. Even that question of am I good enough? And that's a very common question. I don't know if I'm good enough to start dating again. I don't know if I'm good enough to start the company. I don't know if I'm good enough to X, Y, and Z. Well, tonight we're gonna to talk about that. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this night. We pray that you speak to us and this concept and this idea of being good enough and having enough and being enough. Lord, we know that in our weakness, you are made strong. So Lord, speak to us loud and clear. And Father, we thank you in advance for what you're about to do. 
Bless those who hear the word and bless me, Lord, as I can deliver the word. May your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mark 6, 30, 44 is a little long, but the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him that they, all that they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat in a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them. Ah, they became viral. And ran on foot from all the towns and got ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time it is late in the day. So the disciples said to him, This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can get to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, You give them something to eat. Then he said to them, That would take more than a half a year's wages. Are we going to spend that much on bread and give it them to eat? How many loaves do you have here? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five loaves and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish, looked up to heaven. He gave thanks, broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish, and the number of men who had eaten is 5,000. So we know this story is very common, whether you know the Bible or not. It's a very common story. People have heard it before. Jesus feeding the 5,000. And something that I want to point out here is that it's really fascinating because, first off, you know, in social media terms, Jesus was going viral, right? Like, oh, Jesus, he's going over there. Let's go, let's go chase after him. So they're trying to go after him because they love the teachings of Jesus. And so here's the situation, though. The need is great. They see the opportunity to be with the people is grand, but they have none. So the disciple says, Jesus, we got to send these guys out. We have nothing to feed them. Jesus says, you go get them something to eat. A little side note here, that's leadership. Leadership says, what do we need? What needs to happen? And you just go and fulfill it. Go fulfill it. Go do it. Don't ask me what it is. Just go do it. Does that make sense? And so here we are. Jesus is saying, you give them something to eat. Well, what do you guys have? What do you have? All we have is five loaves and two fish. And we also, we know the story that he then breaks and the miracles happen where he distributes that. And so tonight I want to break down the story here, the concept and idea that because you and I want to be and do so much to impact and make a significance, we want to be somebody, right? Who doesn't want to be somebody? Okay, who wants to be somebody? Yes, we all want to be somebody. We all want to be of significance. Not saying you want to go viral, you want to be the next Kim Kardashian, or you want to, but you want to make a significance in this world. Here's a news flash: you're gonna die one day. And I faced death when I was going through my whole COVID situation last month, and I seriously said to myself, "What legacy have I left?" Before they put me down into a induced coma, they, the guy told me, "Okay, hey." He actually, when he came in the nurse, he said, what are you looking at? Like, I was like, well, my phone. I was looking at my bank account. That was the very last thing I was doing. 
And he was saying, usually people are on the phone praying with their loved ones and I was like, oh, I already talked to my wife, I already talked to my parents. He says, the last thing you're doing before we're about to come in here is you're looking at your bank. And I, I seriously, when he called me out on that, I was like, you're right. This means nothing to me now. Hmm. People are dying left and right from COVID. And here I am, one last time, checking my, my, my money. And it really dawned on me. And here's the thing that he told me was a phrase I've heard before in the past. He says, if you, like, oh, if you, if you survive this, I want to give you a word of wisdom. Don't be so busy making a living, you forget to make a life. Mm-hmm. And so it really dawned on me. Wow, it doesn't really matter anymore. All the riches in the world doesn't matter anymore. So I, I really dedicated myself. God, money is not significance. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to think money and significance, it's not. It helps, but it really isn't. How many, I've asked this before last week, how many of you guys here know your great, 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 great grandparents who left you a ton of money? Probably don't can't even mention their for first name, right? Ethel probably or something like that, some <laughs> old name. You know, no offense to any Ethels out there. You know, but you, know, you have some great, great, but we think that money is significance, but it's not. But we do know a guy named Napoleon Hill, if you guys are into those kind of books, Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie, people who have left impact of their knowledge of the imprint that they have. So what significance are we aiming for? But Stephen, I'm I'm nobody. I have nothing. So I want to point out here through this story of Jesus and feeding the 5,000 here, is that the first thing we must do is we must first accept what is that we have. Many of us are making what we have as an excuse. And I was back there saying, oh man, this, you know, not many people are coming to church and this, this, and this. My wife and I came from a church of 14,000 members mm. of, of a church in San Jose. And it was like a big, big mega church. And then we're over here starting this church. And of course we're in starting phases. And so, you know, I'm over here like, oh my gosh, this is such a small, but of course we, we can say, oh, we have the online people, whatever else. Not saying you're not significant. I love you all so much, but these guys give me the energy, you know what I mean, whatever else. So if you can shout amen. But seriously, there's the first point that Jesus showed us here is that you have to accept what you have. Accept it. Stop making excuses for what you have. Stop saying, you know, well, this is all I got. Well, this is, I don't really have much. I only I, I can only help you know with the homeless ministry with only this three dollars I have. I don't I don't know why I sound like you know twang, but you know we have this idea that like all I have is this. I can't do much. I don't have much, but Jesus shows us He accepted what He had. Verse forty one, which actually all the points are in verse forty one, taking the five loaves and two fish. Jesus didn't say, "Ah, it's not good enough. Get away from me. I want more." He didn't say that. He said, Take it. he took it and he accepted it. So what little do you have in your life? Stop making excuses of it. Stop making pity of it. And say, oh, well, all I have is... No, that's what you have. Accept it. Take it. Well, I don't know if I can do that much. I'm not sure if... You know, so I, I honestly pray that one day many of you will be here giving us a word. Ah, I'm not really a public speaker. Oh, I don't know. I'm not really a this. I'm not really a that. I don't know. I can't do much. I'm not really a friendly person. I'm not really, I don't know how to smile. Whatever your situation is, take with whatever it is that you got and accept it. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. 
This is the powerful one. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with, the, with weakness, insults, hardship, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, I am then strong. Whatever it is that you have, understand it's not a weakness. Just take it because God can do something with it. Philippians 4, 11, 13. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to be have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or whether I'm hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can then do all things through Him who gives me strength. That verse, this passage here, is talking about being content in all seasons. I have a good friend named Caleb Maddox. He's a 14-year-old millionaire. Actually, now he's 18. But he made his first million dollars when he was 16 years old. Google him. Caleb Maddox. Very good friend of mine. Caleb and Matt Maddox. And so uh, he made his first million at 16 years old. And he was speaking to all these adults, like thousands of adults. And he said this, if you are not happy with only a couple hundred dollars in your bank, you're never gonna be happy with millions in your bank. Hmm. If you're not happy with the process of the struggle and the hustle and the bustle, you'll never be happy when you actually get the money. Because you're gonna get to the mountaintop and say, wow, this is so empty. I'm overthinking this is gonna be so grand. But really when you get there, it's nothing. And this guy, Caleb Maddox, is legitimate. During his presentation, he slows aside. And the thing that he says is, you gotta find content and happiness with where you're at. That's good. And if you're not happy and content with where you're at, you'll never get happy and content when you get to whatever destination you're trying to go to. So if you're single, be happy and content being single. Because if you go and get your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is you want, you're not gonna be happy and content when you get that. If you're looking for a money, you're looking for a relationship, you're looking for a career, you're looking for a business, you'll never get there because it just never happens. The destination is not the key. It's the, the journey. And this is where we're, we're told by Paul, I've been poor, I've been rich, I've been hungry, I've been fed, but in all things, uh, you know, I can do all things through Christ. So amen. Number two here is that Jesus gives thanks and is grateful. Verse 41 again, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Can I say this? I love uh, Bishop Jinx. I, I heard him say this. He says that he gave thanks in the breaking. Giving thanks in the breaking. In life, we're going to be broken. In life, we're going to get moments that we're going to be broken into pieces. We're going to feel like life is breaking us, uh, crushing us, and we're going to feel like we can't handle it. But the concept here is being thankful in the breaking. You know, what's, what's interesting here is that in this aspect of when we were thankful in the breaking, it signifies to God, why are they thankful? Because they know that they're broken, their, their breaking is not permanent. Hmm. Your situation is not permanent. Did you know that if, if uh, you know, how many of you guys here, if you actually got a lottery ticket in your hand and you saw on the TV screen Wow, this, this numbers match. And now you say, I am, I'm going to win. You just won, according to the lottery ticket, $300 million. 
How many guys will get that ticket and scream and jump and shout and be so excited? How many guys? Yes? But why? You don't have the money yet. <laughs> Think about that. Hmm. You don't have the money yet, so why are you screaming and shouting? That ticket doesn't have your name on it yet. So someone can steal that from you, now they're a millionaire, not you. Think about that. And so here's the concept. Why are you shouting and screaming? Because you're so grateful, you're so excited. My friends, you now then have faith in what was shown to you on that screen that matches with what you have, and that's a promise. Can I say this? The Word of God is full of promises. Mm. And so that's the reason why we sing these songs we praise, we, some people lift up their hands. Why are they singing a song? Why are they praising God and saying thank you? Doesn't life suck for them? Yes, it does. <laughs> it does big time. But let me tell you what, we're thankful because we have hope. We have hope in glory, we have hope in Jesus. And we know that all things will work together for good to those who love Him. And so when we say thank you, and we're giving thanks in the breaking, we're saying thank you in faith. You know, faith is the currency of heaven. Matthew 13, 58. And he did not do many miracles there because of the lack of faith. If you have lack of faith, you actually limit God. God can do all things, but he can only do all things with our permission. And the permission that we have to give him is through our faith. Stephen, isn't people in India hurting? Why doesn't God help them? If the people, we've heard these stories before. Isn't, isn't the world, you know, why is it not world peace if there's a God? Isn't people starving in Africa or even across the street? Homeless people, why are people homeless out there in the streets? Isn't God care for them? Yes, but God doesn't act upon need. He acts upon faith. And so here it is. He did not do many miracles there because of the lack of faith. And that's where being thankful before we get the miracle, before we get the breakthrough, that's where it comes into place. Romans 4, 20, 21. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And fully convinced that what he had promised, he would be able to perform. I want to point out the verse here, verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in faith. How? Giving glory to God. My friends, when the musicians are up here and we're singing the songs, that's building faith on the inside. You're saying, you know, you are awesome, you're great, you're wonderful. In spite of, you don't feel like great, wonderful, and awesome. But you do it by faith. And so this is what happened to Abraham, and that he was fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And this is why Abram is called the father of our faith. And he was counted as righteousness, not by what he did, but because of who he believed. And my last point here is, for us to have this life of exceeding expectations, the third thing I want to point is that he used what he have, and he served others. Serve others. And so, the first one is accept what you have. Second one is to give thanks and be grateful in the breaking. And the third one here is to use what you have to serve. Verse 41, Then he gave them to his disciples the bread and the fish to distribute to the people. So he got what he had and accepted it. He gave thanks for it. But the miracle didn't happen until it was distributed. That's where you found we found out that 
the miracle happened of feeding the 5,000. My friends, it is in serving people, serving each other, is when we find the, the, the miracle, where we find our destiny. Moses served Jethro's sheep, and that's when Moses was given the task and the identity by God in the burning bush. It was through serving. Saul was looking after his father's donkey when Samuel anoints him as king. Jesse was called calls David to serve his brothers, and that's where he finds his calling and anointing. My friends, it is through serving of the little that we have. What little that you have, and how are you using it to serve others? Matthew 25, 23. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. I'm going to read that again. Well done, good and faithful servant. It is in serving. You have been faithful with a few. Now I will put you in charge of many. There's a concept that if you're good with a little bit, then you'll be great with much. You know, in the business world, I used to be a business coach. I still am, so hire me if you want to. Anyways, how you treat a thousand dollars in your life right now is how you're gonna treat a million dollars. How you treat a hundred dollars is how you treat a thousand dollars. So if you're out there splurging like crazy, I don't know whatever you're splurging on. You say, I never have enough money. I can't wait till I win the lottery. Or I can't wait till this happens or that happens. My friends, how you are with a little. This is not, this is Bible, this is spiritual, yes. But we're, we're thinking, we're talking here, practical. How you are with the money that you do have right now is not going to change when you get more later. As a matter of fact, Notorious B.I.G. prophesied it. More money, more problems. You're going to have more money, you're going to get more problems. I can speak to that. You know, we, we said to ourselves, oh, when we reach six figures, our problems will be solved. No, we got more problems. We said, when we reach this place, this place, we found out there is no such threshold that problems disappear. If anything gets higher and bigger and stronger, then we get more weighted on. So sometimes I tell people, don't go after money. Because you get more problems. My friends, if we're going to live a life of significance, understand this. That it is in accepting with what little that you have. The limitations that you have is not a weakness. Just accept it. Don't make excuses for it. Now, there's a difference between accepting and settling, okay? I'll put it out there. I'm not saying... Oh, well, all I have is this. Okay, then all I'm going to accept is this. This is it. Taking what you have, accepting what you have, and settling is different. Don't settle there. Always reach for greatness. But if you say, all I have is this, accept it. I accept I have this. And when you have this, give thanks. Say, God, I praise you that in spite of my limitations, in spite of my littleness, in spite of my little X, Y, and Z, whatever that may be, I thank you. And I thank you that in the middle of my littleness or my whatever it is I have, my limitations, I'm praising you that in my breaking, in the times of struggle, 
But the little that I have, I praise you, and I'm going to serve people anyways. I'm going to love people anyways. I'm going to help people anyways. Do with what you have. My friends, tonight I want to pray for us in this idea of being significant. This idea that some of us here are, are even the phrase, the phrase that was told to me earlier before, before service was the words good enough. Am I good enough to watch YouTube? Am I good enough to watch YouTube? No offense to you, bro, but you're good enough. But you see how silly that sounds. But they think, if I watch this, I'm not worthy. My friends, whatever it is that you have, all I have is breath in my body. They're great! Use that for God's glory. Everyone's eyes closed, heads bowed. First off tonight, if you're saying, Stephen, I'm not sure about this whole Jesus thing, but I'm open to exploring this whole Jesus thing. I'm open to learning. I'm open to growing. Pray for me that I can explore a little bit more. If that's you, if you can just look at me. Amen. Father God, everyone pray this prayer out loud with me. Say, dear Jesus, I accept you into my life. I claim that God is my Father. Heaven is my home. And I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I don't want religion, but I want a relationship with you. Come into my life. Empower me tonight. And may tonight be a start of this new journey. Now tonight I want to pray for those of you who sing Stephen, I get it now, okay? I need to accept my limitations. I need to be thankful for my limitations. And I need to serve and be useful for my, with my limitations. And I want that to start tonight. And if that's you, if you can just go and look at me and just wink at me. Yes, wink, wink. Yes, praise the Lord. Father, I pray for those who winked. Lord, I pray that you would bless them and guide them and help them Lord to accept with what they have what they have as and as a gift from you Father Lord I thank you in advance that you're going to use what we have and expand it for your glory and that we are going to be faithful with the limitations that we have so Father right now Lord I pray that you would pour out your spirit fresh and in you we give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.